0: Hello, welcome and dobro došli to Feel Slovenia, the podcast. In each episode, we will explore what I have called the world's best country, meeting locals, traveling, eating, and getting to know the very best of Slovenia. This podcast is written and hosted by me, Dr. Noah Charny, and is brought to you by the Slovenian Tourist Board. I spotted Tim McMahon as he approached along the banks of the Ljubljana River. He's hard to miss. I'm a tall guy, but Tim is much taller. I might have mistaken him for a basketball player, but I recognized him straight away. Anyone who follows NBA basketball knows him. He's among the world's best-known basketball reporters. I caught up with him on the last day of his visit to Slovenia where he was doing research for a book he's writing on Slovenia's basketball phenom, Luka Doncic. That a reporter of his renown was in Slovenia was big news. Luka Doncic has become the most visible ambassador for Slovenia, thanks to his status as one of the all-time greatest basketball players when he's only just 23 years old. Based in Dallas, Texas, Tim is a seasoned sports reporter having begun his career writing for the Dallas Morning News, where he worked from 2003 until 2009. Then he made the move to ESPN, the American sports media empire that is the very pinnacle for sports news. He's been there for 13 years and counting. I took him out for Schmorn, a popular Central European dish that's like a chopped pancake topped with jam, at Dvorje just before his flight to Germany where he would watch Slovenia play Lithuania in the Eurobasket championships. We talked about what he saw during his first trip to Slovenia and about his time covering basketball, Goran Dragic, and Luka Doncic. So, Tim, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Um, how has your trip to Slovenia been so far? It has been spectacular. And uh, I'm leaving
1: today. Uh, I could stay for another two or three weeks, no problem. You know, I, I feel like I've seen a lot of the country and that I've also just scratched the surface. Um, this is a beautiful city. I love the old architecture. You know, staying down by the river was a great place with the, the you know the restaurants and the bars you know, did the open market on Friday, saw a concert in Novi Turg. And I know I, my pronunciation isn't great. Uh, went and you know, uh, did the castle tour, had my first funicular experience, hiked Smarnagora, you know, had Kranska kobasa at, at the restaurant up top, went to Lake Bled, which is one of the most beautiful places that I've ever seen. Uh, you know, hiked four hills there, saw another castle. That was awesome. I went to sell to see, uh, the slovenian national team play estonia which was a, it was a really fun atmosphere also saw the old castle there um so it is a absolutely beautiful country as you know um and again I, I i know there's so many things that i haven't seen i wasn't able to get to the coast i didn't we were planning on getting to the alps but the forecast wasn't great that day it didn't uh the, the Soča river would definitely be high on the list the caves you know there's just so many things but uh it's the the scenery the nature is just stunningly gorgeous Uh, i think the the old town is such a cool area such a unique city for an american um and the people have been so so nice so welcoming so
0: uh it it was a great week and it won't be the last week that i spend in slovenia so i'm curious um what was your first encounter with Hearing about Slovenia, was it in the form of hearing about Goran Dragic, or was it in some other capacity?
1: So, yeah, I did hear, you know, I I knew that Dragic was from some country called Slovenia. (laughs) Uh, But I, until the Mavericks drafted Luka Doncic and kind of Luka's, really his emergence as a, you know, top-level NBA prospect, I hadn't heard a lot about Slovenia. And it's really just through covering... Uh, Luca, that I've that I've started to learn about it, but obviously being here the last week, I've learned a hundred times more about this country than than I knew before. In um, in preparation for this trip, I realized this place is absolutely beautiful, and and you know really started to get excited. And uh, again, I, I got to see
0: a, a lot and i'm excited to come back in the future and and see much more i'm curious if um the fact that dragic and Doncic come from slovenia has any resonance with americans or do they sort of not really care where players are from
1: uh you know what i think i think that i can speak specifically about luca i think because luca is such a star and obviously mavericks fans think this guy hung the moon Mm -hmm that there is a fascination with Slovenia. And so he's kind of a portal into a curiosity about the country. And then I think once you start looking at, you know, I mean, you're Googling Slovenia you're seeing Lake Bled, you know, you're seeing these beautiful mountains and the rivers and the caves and the, you know, the, the, the uh, beautiful city in, in and uh, the castles. It's a really cool country. But I, again, I think it, it is Luca as kind of a portal. Hmm. Uh, to that curiosity, I'll say this though, in Dallas right now, I think there's more interest in the Slovenian national team
0: than there is in team USA. That, okay. That's fascinating. Um, is that because of the Luca centricity yes. of Dallas fans? P- P-
1: Mavericks fans, if Luka Doncic is playing competitive basketball, they absolutely want to watch. Uh-huh. And, like if you go to Mavericks games at the American Airlines Center, or really honestly anywhere on the road, but especially at the American Airlines Center and Cleveland, where there's a huge Slovenian uh, population, you you're going to see Slovenian Luka jerseys. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know. I, so my understanding is with the Olympic jerseys, those sold out like that. I guess they they didn't make as many as they probably could have mm-hmm. uh, to to really maximize that profit, but. It's funny. I went to uh, to the gross basket shop yesterday, which was just a really. First of all, those guys are great guys. Uh, it's it's a really cool shop. Uh, their so their shoe selection, by the way, is is absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal, um, and I, it's a great way to kind of get a feel. I think for the Slovenian basketball culture, but they had they had a couple racks of uh, of, of Lucas Slovenian jerseys. And it would be a conflict of interest, so I didn't. But boy, <laughs> you know, I could have I could have made some money by yes. buying out those racks and selling them. Just put you them know, in your, yeah, your trench coat. Yeah, yeah selling them and for a profit in Dallas, Dallas. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so I'm curious, do you see Doncic playing in a, a clearly different way when he plays for the Slovenian national team as when he plays for the Mavs? No, I see the Slovenian national team playing
1: in a clearly different way when he's not on the court. Okay. And, and, and it's interesting um, because of the way that they, they're structured the rotation, where Goran Dragic, who obviously uh, is a is a legend in Slovenian basketball, uh, you know the MVP of the last Eurobasket, uh, before Luka, the, the, the best NBA player ever to come out of this country, came out of national team retirement to play for this team and has accepted a role coming off the bench, even though he's obviously the second best player on this team. But it makes a lot of sense because then you can kind of Stagger the rotation in such a way that when Luca is going to rest, which has typically been at least at the beginning of the second quarter, depending on the on the score, the beginning of the fourth quarter, then it's really Goron's uh, show to run, and, and they're playing at a much faster pace. You know, they're 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 running, they're taking advantage of his speed and his quickness. Whereas with Luca, uh, much like the Mavericks, you know, when he's on the floor, <clears throat> you pretty much put the ball in his hands and let him operate the chess match, you know, let, let him play chess. And so, you now his style of play with the Slovenian national team is very similar to, to what it is uh, with the Mavericks. And, and it's a pretty simple formula. Put the ball in the hands of one of, if not the best offensive player in the world, and, and let him run the show.
0: Other than eating um, schmorgen, what's your main project? What brought you to Slovenia
1: this trip? So I am in the very early stages of working on a book about Luka Doncic, and the book is uh, about the pressure an NBA franchise gets when they draft a prodigy, and it's going to be written through the prism of Luka Doncic and the Mavericks. And so a lot of the story is about, uh, you know, NBA-specific stuff and what's happened with Mavericks during his career, you know, what's going to unfold over the next year or so. Um, But I felt like to write that, I needed to get a good feel for where Luka's from. And, uh, you know, I think that's obviously a big part of who he is, Um, you know, the the roots to him developing into the most accomplished European prospect in basketball history are are right here in Slovenia. And so that was the purpose of the trip. And then, uh, you know, obviously the benefits were uh, it was it was great for the research. And it was also essentially a really nice
0: vacation for me. Super. Now, I'm curious what what makes Doncic so special? What do you see in him that at age 23 he already warrants a biography and he's been so acclaimed?
1: I mean, he's just a, a uniquely talented player who uh, – he, he's a brilliant basketball mind. That's the number one reason that he's a dominant player. Um, and then, you know, he's, he's just a very unique guy because he looks like an NFL offensive lineman. While playing point guard, he physically overpowers guys, outthinks people. And then the big question on Luka coming into the NBA was, is he going to be athletic enough to be a superstar? Well, I think we have the answer to that. And he, he doesn't have the kind of athleticism that just pops out in terms of, you know, uh, the explosiveness, the, you know, the, the blinding speed or the, you know, the, the uh, high-flying dunks. But – He's one a lot quicker than people might think. Two, so strong that once he gets just a little bit of space, mm-hmm. if he gets you on his hip, you're going wherever he wants you to go. And then he's athletic in the same way that uh, that James Harden is—the mm-hmm. ability to be going full speed, to slam on the brakes, to keep your balance, and change directions. Uh, it, that's a form of athleticism. Uh, and then you know he, he's just so skilled. Uh, with his touch around the basket, you know, when he has that step back going, uh, the you know, the, the step back three is an unblockable, unstoppable weapon when when he's in a groove. You know, he's added to his games that has been with the Mavericks added what we call the, the Dirk one leg or you know, where he's a lot of times off dribble he's stopping, he's pivoting. He's shooting that little fadeaway off of uh, off of one foot. Again, I think when you when you combine the intelligence, the power, that version of athleticism and uh, you know you you
0: see what you get. You get a guy who's capable of putting up a thirty point triple double on a on a regular basis. Um, can you tell us any behind the scenes anecdote about Luca, either that you heard or you experienced yourself, that might give some insight into what he's like as a person or a player?
1: So Luca really does keep the media kind of at an arm's length. You know, he, he he's. Okay. You can see the personality the way that he interacts with teammates, but he doesn't necessarily want to let the media into his world, which I understand. Um, so I was very surprised when before uh, the playoff series opener of the second round this year when they're facing the Suns, you know, he's sitting on the bench before shoot around and Luca likes to take these little trick shots when he's messing around. So he's flipping the ball up while sitting on the bench and I'm walking by because Jason Kidd's about to talk to reporters and Luca uh it became a thing. Everybody at ESPN picked the Suns to win the series, the Suns who had the best record in the NBA. So not exactly a going out on a limb there. It became a thing on social media. You know, that's it became a thing in the Mavericks player group chat. I'm walking by Luca and for the first time he initiated a conversation with me. He said, I see you pick Suns in seven. I was surprised that he, he initiated a conversation I kind of stopped and looked at him and said, yeah, I, I did, Luca, and you know, I apologize if you're offended that I predicted an extremely competitive series against a team that had the best record in the NBA. He said, no, 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 I'm not offended. He, I, I just thought you worked for Mavericks. I said, no, 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 Mark Cuban doesn't pay me a dime. You know, ESPN signs my checks, so on and so forth. And he said, okay, okay. And he just said, well, we'll see. Kind of had a little smile. I said, okay, you know, we'll see. You know, if you prove me wrong... You know, good luck. It's, you know, great for everybody. So, as as you know, the Mavericks came back after losing the first two games, came back and won that series in seven games. And the seventh game was, there's a lot of classic Luka performances already in his first four years. When it's Luka Doncic 27, Phoenix Suns 27 and a half time in a game seven, <laughs> and the Mavericks blow out the, you know, I mean, it was, it was a historic road blowout in a game seven. So, obviously, he's feeling pretty good about himself. His confidence was, uh, was rewarded. And we're, I'm in the, uh, the interview room after the game, and when Luca comes in, he looks right at me, and he points at me. He just goes, told you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I do think that, that interaction uh, really does kind of sum up this guy is uh, extremely confident. There is a playfulness that he doesn't typically show to the media, but I do think it's part of his personality. And so, uh, that, for me, that that's a there's not a lot of personal interactions with Luca. They're usually just in a you know group interview setting. But that uh, that was one of very few, and and one that I do think shows kind of a lot about the
0: competitor that he is. Now, I'm a, I'm a Mavs fan because of Luca. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, and maybe. You're not even allowed to answer this. But long-term, does it feel like the Mavs are doing enough to compel Luka to stick around for longer than the rookie extension? So that that is a very good question, and I believe it is
1: to be determined. Okay. Um, certainly losing Jalen Brunson for, for nothing after a run to the Western Conference Finals is a disappointment. Um, I would say that the worst thing the Mavs can do now is to make— panic moves that kind of make them a little bit better but still not a championship team but give up assets down the road. And so, you know, I I, I would say to look at the situation with the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis and uh, and Akumpo, so there was a ton of talk, if you remember. He was entering what what would have been the last year of his second contract and they hadn't been able to break through. And there was a ton of talk like Giannis was going to be a coveted free agent. And the Mavericks were on the list of teams that I think were realistic uh, mm-hmm. possibilities. Oh, boy, you would talk about Giannis and Luka together. <laughs> <That's> Holy mo- <laughs> Put it this way. The NBA did not want to see that. Um, but, you know, the, the Bucks had to prove to Giannis that they were good enough to win a championship. And what they did, they were patient, they were patient, they were patient. And then they shoved all their chips into the middle of the table. They went out. They got Drew Holiday. Not coincidentally, Giannis signed an extension immediately after and they won an NBA championship. The Mavericks at some point need to make their Drew Holiday move, but there's some patience required to, for them to position themselves to be able to pull
0: something like that off. There's a, a running joke that they're not good at attracting free agents, and it seems like uh, the, the income tax situation would be favorable for people to move to Texas, but is, is, is that a cliche or is there truth to that, that they haven't, they don't seem to be a desirable destination?
1: Yeah. I think
0: that, you know, you're, you're talking about
1: there are, they haven't had the results in free agency that you want. I think it's an incorrect to, to say that means that Dallas is not an attractive, sure. okay. you know, it's the, there was the, the fact they haven't been able to pull off yet. I, I'm just telling you, like, NBA players, agents—they don't talk about Dallas like it's some, you sure. know, like there's tumbleweed going sure. through town, right? <laughs> like it is an attractive place uh, in terms of like NBA players like restaurants, they like mm-hmm. nightlife. Dallas is 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 attractive. It's not LA, it's not New York, but it is considered an attractive place uh, for both of those things. I think the no state income tax is a bonus. I would say that they weren't able to attract free agents. Um, I think, honestly, free agents did not necessarily want to play for Rick Carlisle. Okay. He, you know, I think Jason Kidd would be more attractive to NBA players. Um, and it's not that they didn't want to play with Dirk Nowitzki, but by the time that the Mavericks were hunting for free agents, Dirk was well into his 30s. Hmm. So they knew if they went to Dallas, they weren't signing up for Dirk's prime. They were hmm. signing up for, for his twilight. And I think that's a that could you know that really is a difficult sell, whereas Luca, <laughs> I mean, this kid still has a few years before the prime starts, yeah. you know, and he's obviously a, a proven superstar. I, there's I've not talked to a single person in the NBA who has any doubt that Luca's is capable of being the best player on a championship team, um, you know. I whether Luca's ball dominance could maybe. Dissuade some some people from wanting to come to Dallas, that's possible. Um, but ultimately, I think you know people went to Houston to play with James Harden um, because people want to be able to contend for championships. Playing with Luke is going to give you that opportunity. To be honest, though, the Mavericks might be positioned to, uh, from a salary cap standpoint, to sign a free agent in 2024. I, I think the most likely scenario to get a legitimate championship caliber co-star to Dallas to play with Luca would be through trade. And the way it works in the NBA is typically that would mean somebody requests a trade and says, Hey, Dallas is where I want to go. And then the Mavericks that gets back to the Mavericks needed to be able to have the assets to put an attractive trade proposal together.
0: Um, I think everyone and their mother wanted Goran Dragic to mm. come and be the Slovenian dynamic duo with Luka. Um, any idea why that didn't happen?
1: Yeah, I mean, I know Goran uh, went on a podcast here in Slovenia was very honest about the situation and essentially said that the Mavericks made him an offer but were upfront and told him that there wouldn't be a regular role for him on the floor. That, you know, as Goran put it, he did not want to be a mascot. And I don't blame him. Uh, certainly, watching him play for Slovenian EuroBasket, he looks like a guy who has good basketball left to play. Um, I'll be honest with you; I don't necessarily understand that from the Mavericks' perspective. Certainly, I think if you look at the roster now with the loss of Jalen Brunson, you know they, they have scoring, and they'll tell you, "Well, you know, we traded for Christian Wood; he he can score." Tim Hardaway Junior. is coming back from injury. There's a there's a lack of playmaking on the roster beyond. Luca, and Spencer Dinwiddie, who, listen, those guys will both probably miss some time. Dinwiddie's had a major knee surgery. You know, they're going to manage that. You don't want to run Luca into the ground. Uh, knock on wood, they, even, even if they stay healthy, they'll both, you know, they'll miss probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 15, 20 games combined. I, it's hard for me to see the playmaking when they're not there. Um, I think you need a third playmaker anyway, a guard who can come off the bench and, and, and run some offense. I thought Goron would have been a perfect fit. Um, certainly, I know he was disappointed that uh, Dallas didn't necessarily see it the same way. Um, the Mavericks did not consult me <laughs> on that. If they would have, I'd have said, yeah, absolutely. Nor the Slovenian tourist organization. We would have been <laughs> delighted. For sure. For sure. So, Goron found a team in Chicago uh, that does value him as an on the floor contributor right now. Um, I. I, I I do think it's disappointing that he didn't end up in Dallas with Luca.
0: Do you see a correlation between the popularity of someone like Luca and two components? One, the visibility of the country he's from, and then two, taking it a step further, actually compelling tourists to visit the country he's from. I definitely think so, and like I said, with Luca,
1: there is a, a significant interest in Slovenia. You know, I know they they had a uh, I feel Slovenia night. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Dallas, you know, I would love to see that become a regular thing. I think Luka is a reason for people in Dallas and, and and really throughout not just America but NBA fans throughout the world to to have a curiosity about Slovenia. And then I think you know if you're considering a making a, a trip to Slovenia and you start to research it and you see you know, the, uh, the sights around here and the unbelievable nature and, and all these other things. If you're considering a trip, you're going to want to make that trip. You know, like, like I said, you might be considering it because you're interested in Luka Doncic, but then you see the place. And then once you're here, you know, I, I've spent a week here and like I said, it won't be the last week that I spent <laughs> in Slovenia. I definitely will be back. You know, I've been posting stuff on, uh, on Instagram, I think a lot of people are like, "Wow, I want to go there." My wife certainly is among those. Like, <laughs> she will be uh, making a trip here with me, hopefully w- with our kids. It's a it's a beautiful country that I think really sells itself once people uh, honestly realize that uh, <laughs> it's on the map, yeah. right? And Luca has uh, in 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 some ways in the consciousness of the.
0: Uh, of the NBA fan, put Slovenia on the map. Um, If you could summarize Luca with one word, is there a magic word you would pick? Well, they
1: would say magic. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Luca magic. Uh, I I do think that fits in terms. I mean, he is a modern day version of magic Johnson. I think you see magic uh, in the way that he plays. Um, Certainly there's a, there's a magic in his smile and in his mojo when, Mm. when things are going well for him, out there on the floor. So I think that's a pretty fitting word to sum him up.
0: Do you have a working title for your book or is it too early to
1: say? The working title is The Prodigy. Okay. Um, and But we'll, I, I would say that is, uh, there's flexibility there. And we'll kind of see how things uh, unfold as I get into the writing process, which is still a little bit away.
0: Well, we'll very much look forward to reading that, and to hosting you again. Last question, unrelated to Luka, but my other favorite player. Have you ever been hugged by Boban Marjanovic? And if so it is it as wonderful as I imagine it would be. I have not been hugged by Boban.
1: Uh, I have, you know, we, there have been some handshakes. Um, and it's That's pretty, a big hand. <laughs> it's like an arm, his hand, your arm. Um yeah you talk about a lovable uh character a lovable personality bobon is he, he he might literally have the biggest smile in the world
0: maybe very last question if you're sort of fantasizing in an alternative reality um, can you imagine if there were to be a reunion of the yugoslav basketball team mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. i'd like to see jokic and doncic and um Man, they're a lot, it would be a heck of a team. Can you imagine what that would be like? Uh, you can certainly
1: imagine. And, it, you know, not just those guys, but there's obviously a lot of great players from uh, the former Yugoslavia in the NBA. And, you know, it's funny because uh, Luka and Jokic have really developed a bond. You know, they Like at the all-star break, they're basically inseparable. I think Jokic's wife and, and Luka's girlfriend mm-hmm. have also become good friends. And, you know, you saw kind of the competitive chemistry against them when there was the friendly... Uh, highly entertaining friendly where uh, Slovenia uh, was able to to beat Serbia um, it's, but as much time as they were spinning together during the all-star break I think Mavericks fans got really excited oh Luka can recruit Jokic well Jokic just signed a five year Supermax contract I think they both their preferences would be to win championships with the team that drafted them sure. and, and stay in place we'll see how things develop but boy those two together on the <laughs> same floor you'd have maybe the two best passers
0: Uh, shoot, maybe the two best players in the NBA. Tim, thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure. And we'll see you next time you're in Slovenia. All right. Thank you for having me. I will be back. Vala and thank you for listening to Feel Slovenia, the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Slovenian Tourist Board and was written and presented by Dr. Noah Charney. Please subscribe to get each new episode and tell all of your friends interested in travel and all things Slovenia. If you'd like to learn more, visit slovenia.info. For more information, you're welcome to follow our social media channels. Feel Slovenia on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TripAdvisor.